Listen up, presented by Dempsey's Girl Sports Show, alongside Ryan Renner, Phil Vassar. It's a pleasure to have you all back on YouTube. We appreciate our YouTube family. And now Spotify, Ryan, brought to you, uh, supported by Anchor. So, again, we appreciate them outlets. And we can't thank everybody enough for tuning in on this Thursday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're, we're a little late on uh, these, these division episodes, but, uh, you know, the, these last two here. But we're going to talk about the NFC East today and uh, my Dallas Cowboys. I can't wait. I feel like just sitting back on this episode, I say it every year, I feel like just letting you handle it all. And, and let, <laughs> it actually let me be the audience, you know. Just let Ryan handle all this 25, 30-minute episode. But I feel like just sitting back and just watching you. This is your show today. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're a little bit late on it. But uh, like I said, we're going to turn things around here. We're going to dive into the NFC East. And what we're going to do is we're going to tell you all why we think Dallas will win the NFC East. Uh, like I told you, more or less not a preview now. This is actually yeah. just going over what has happened so far in the division. And why there's really nobody else in that division, Eagles, Washington, or um, Philadelphia, or excuse me, Eagles, Washington, or a New York Giants, why they are unable to compete with Dallas. Ryan, so far, I have to admit to you, <clears throat> Dak Prescott, he's in my top five. He's definitely in my top five as quarterbacks. And that makes you smile big. He got big, uh, a big payday. We talk about these athletes, how they will respond after their big paydays. And he's followed it up pretty good so far. Now, mind you, we're only, what, five games into the new season. And that's about a quarter, more than a quarter way through. He's really making Mike McCarthy smile so far on that sideline. Yeah, he is. He's really making everybody in Dallas smile. And uh, I, I've always had faith in Dak Prescott. He's my favorite player on the Cowboys uh, he's such a he's just such a great leader on and off the field. Uh, he's really the, the perfect guy. Uh, he has the perfect mindset to be an, an NFL quarterback uh, and especially for America's team. Uh, but I want to talk about the defense because, uh, you know, and if we would have had this episode earlier, one thing I was going to talk about was if this Cowboys defense with their new defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn, if their defense was even middle of the pack, like 15th or something along those lines, this Cowboys team was going to make the playoffs and their defense is top 10 in the league right now. And how about Trayvon Diggs, an interception in every game so far? What does he have? Like six? He has six, uh, I believe. Yeah, I think it's six picks Defensive touchdown so as well. I tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he continues this, man. We'll be uh, discussing having high debates on uh, some place. I'm not even going to say it, but someplace up north. Uh, it's in Canton, Ohio, if you know where I mean. <laughs> so, he, I mean, he got a long way to go. But if he continues this trend, I mean, the kid is averaging, I'd say, what, at least one interception a game. I mean, uh, you're lucky, you know, you're lucky to get a pick. All, I feel like you're lucky to get a pick all year now, the way that these wide receivers yeah. and quarterbacks make connections with the ball, with the football. So hard, man. It's so hard to play defense. And not only that, the flags. We talk about the flags being thrown every year, man. And it gets more and more critical when doing your own defense. Pass interference. Every time you turn around, Ryan, on these quarters, pass interference, defense, number da-da-da-da. And what is it, 10-yard penalty? And then uh, replay, second down, you know? <laughs> so it's just, 
It's yeah, every time you turn around, it gets tougher. But Trayvon Diggs, man. Stefan Diggs, little brother. Uh, shout out to Stefan again, right from West Frederick. Uh so I tell you, it's something about the Diggs family, huh? It must run in your DNA. <laughs> yeah, it must great, run in their family. Yeah, great football instincts. Uh Stefan, now you have Trayvon. Two Diggs brothers. I'm sure their their jerseys will be in the top 10 uh, as far as sales come uh, NFLshop.com once they start getting together their stats and you know how they put together the top bought jerseys for quarterbacks and this and that you even admitted to me you're like phil if you're gonna give me a christmas gift this year you were like i were like right <laughs> how would you like a trayvon diggs jersey yep yeah i mean that, that would be pretty sweet but another guy on this defense is michael parsons uh the cowboys took him uh with the 11th pick uh you know, I wanted uh, the, the cornerback that the Broncos got from Alabama, Pat Sertain. Uh, but, you know, I, I was pleased with the Cowboys picking Micah Parsons. Of course, I didn't know that the Cowboys would release Jalen Smith. He was one of my another one of my favorite players that the, the Cowboys had. Uh, Jalen Smith out of Notre Dame, they drafted him in 2016. Uh, he had he had an injury, a terrible injury. The Cowboys took a chance on him. And he developed into a really good player, but the Cowboys picked up Micah Parsons. They got Jabril Cox this past year uh, in the draft from LSU later down the board. Uh, and, and I think the Cowboys just wanted to get them some more playing time. Uh, they picked up Keanu Neal in free agency. Uh, he used to play some linebacker with the Falcons, but I think he was mostly a safety the Cowboys move him down into the box and him, Leighton Van Der Esch, Micah Parsons, they've been playing really, really good together. And not only can Micah Parsons get back and cover, he can rush the quarterback and play defensive in while Demarcus Lawrence is out with an injury. So to have somebody that can play two positions with Keanu Neal, safety and linebacker, Micah Parsons playing defensive end and linebacker, it just brings a whole nother element to the Cowboys defense. And, you know, you usually don't talk about defense when you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys because they have so many weapons on offense, but their defense is really something to talk about this year. You're right. And that was a big, uh, that was a, that was a big concern, you know, going into the new year uh, for Dallas. I know you told me over and over, not on this pod, but when we had discussions off of the pod, off this pod, for people that listens and watches this, that uh, Ryan, <clears throat> you were very concerned about these corners and the safeties coming into this year, but so far so good for for this Cowboys unit, you know, especially on defense. I think that if there's any concern going down the stretch, I think it's going to be whether that defense can hold up, you know, against yeah against these better and elite quarterbacks um because i to be honest with you now the weight especially pollard who is a pollard you're running back second string he looks like a first string running back now right no 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 disrespect to zeke because i know you all still love zeke but put together zeke pollard and then dak prescott i think that them three right there man i don't think if everybody can stay healthy on the offensive side of the ball i don't think there's really anything to worry about yes they put up 40 some points on the giants you were going to argue, oh, the Giants are not that good. But look, I think right now you throw me the best team in the NFL. I think Dallas is still putting up 30 or 40 points on this team. And you could even say, yeah, I'll go as far as Baltimore. Baltimore's having big issues on the defensive side of the football, right? So that's why I think Dallas right now 
there's no trouble on that offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and even with Amari Cooper, he's been having some hamstring, uh, you know, tightness or soreness, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he had some trouble with his ribs. He got hit in the ribs. Um, but yeah, Zeke and, and Pollard, Pollard last year towards the end of the season, the Cowboys really found what his role was, and that is to come into the game for Zeke uh, when Zeke's tired a little bit. And Pollard can just come into the game and really explode through the, the holes that the offensive linemen create for Dallas. We talk about Dallas, their great offensive line, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. Uh, of course, Lyle Collins got suspended for a couple of games, but he'll be coming back. But even, even without Lyle Collins, this offensive line has just been dominating the, the opposing defensive line. Uh, so Pollard is just such an, an elusive back. He has so much speed. Uh, he really just gets out into space. Uh, Zeke's more the the power back, uh, but they can both get first downs. They can both get touchdowns. Uh, they're really good in the, in the receiving game as well, so that helps out Dak Prescott so much. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really exciting to to be a Cowboys fan right now because the Cowboys are always they're always favored. It seems like in every single game, and you go, oh, I, I guess we're gonna win this game, but then they end up losing by twenty. So. Uh, it's just good to see that, you know, the, the Cowboys can back themselves up and they actually have the talent this year to get it done. And they're they're putting up the numbers to show that they are a great team in the NFL. OK, so with that said, that's a nice job. And I like that a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> your uh, your Dallas Cowboys finished six and ten. Let's go over the 2020 standings like we usually do, even though we're late on these last two previews. What do we have left this one and then NFC? South, yeah. All right, South. Let's go over the standings for this division last year. Washington finished in first place, even though they were 7-9, and a losing record, but they still won the division, right? And then the Giants came in at 6-10, and and the Cowboys third at 6-10. and And the only reason why that what, – what was the only reason? I can't really see now. Uh, I uh, think the Giants beat the Cowboys in the last game of the season. Okay, so, yeah, it usually comes out yeah. of the division record if you get tied for overall record. And then you had the Eagles. They tied one game last year, and then they finished 4-11 and uh, at 1. I mean, I get, you know, since we're already at midway through October, we'll go ahead and just dive on right into the, uh, right into the standings for this year. Um, you have... The Cowboys, obviously, at 4-1. I'm going to tell you now, I had the Cowboys winning this division easily. I, I don't see what other team. If you know a team that can, can come up on the Cowboys as hot as they are right now, you tell me. But they won four games in a row after dropping their first one to Tampa Bay. Um, and They could have even easily won that, that one, too. Yeah, even that game, Ryan. That, that You know, Dallas could easily be 5-0 and right now, you know? Just, yeah, just, like, and- just like your boy Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Kyler's tearing it up with the, with the Cardinals. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it, if the Dallas Cowboys play the Bucks in, in any week, except week one, they beat the Bucks. Uh, there was just so many mistakes by both teams, honestly, in that week one game. Um, yeah. I mean, b- both teams were just shaky. You could tell that this defending Super Bowl champions definitely weren't themselves. Uh, I still don't think they're they're in full form this year yet. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there was calls, you know, you had the, the no call and the offensive pass interference late in the game. Cowboys missed some field goals and extra point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I looked down in the division, looking at the standings, Washington two and three, Philadelphia two and three. And I really was thinking about taking Washington to, to win the division before the season started because they were talked about so much during the offseason. Yeah, they went seven and nine. They won the division. They actually put up a, a pretty good fight against the, the Bucks last year in the yeah. wild card game. Yeah. But Washington was supposed to have one of the best defenses in the, the whole entire NFL. Yeah. And so far this year, they've just gotten crushed. I mean, well, they, they I don't, don't want to say I don't want to say it's their offense letting them down uh, because they've had some good play by their what was it considered their I don't know. If it, are they on their second string quarterback now? Yeah, Taylor Heineke. They they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. He got hurt week one. That's who it was, Fitzpatrick. Okay, yeah, because I know Alex Smith is done with football. Is that right? Yeah. He's done with football. He gets to sit home and uh, enjoy the retirement life now, huh? <clears throat> and he very well deserves it. I yeah, mean, he deserves it. When he's a comeback it, yeah. player of the year, I mean, <clears throat> whew, we already talked about what he went through. But so with that said, Ryan, yeah, it's crazy because – there's a lot of issues, and I'm not just saying this because they're sitting in second place, third place, fourth place. There's a lot of issues in Washington. There's a lot of issues in Philadelphia, and there's a lot of issues in East Rutherford, New Jersey, home of the Giants. So right now, you're right. You better be smiling if you love the uh, Dallas Cowboys because you have good reason to. Yeah, and I mean, looking at the Eagles, I talk about Washington. It's more about their defense. Uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick really hasn't done that bad of a job. It's just that they can't stop anybody. Yeah. They have a good back, and, and Antonio Gibson, Washington, does. Uh, Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. Uh, Curtis Samuel's been injured the whole year, haven't been able to, to see him really at all on the field. Uh, but looking at the Eagles, they have a new head coach in Nick Sariani. Jalen Hurts, product of Alabama. Uh, last year, he played pretty good towards the end of the season. Uh, he came in, he beat the Saints. He was he was running all over uh, defenses. They couldn't really catch him. Uh, but this year, maybe defensive coordinators looked at the tape. They're starting to figure him out some more. I uh, don't really know what it is. They, they don't really have a, a defense either. Uh, you know, it, it's really surprising, though, that there's not much defense in the NFC East other than the Cowboys Giants just have so many injuries. I think the Saquon went down last game against the Cowboys. Uh, Daniel Jones went down. So the Giants are dealing with injuries. And yeah, I mean, it just looks it looks pretty rough for for the other team, the other three teams in the NFC East. Again, this is Phil with Sarah Ryan Renner, brought to you by Dempsey's Guru Sports Land on Listen Up Maryland. We appreciate you tuning in, listening, watching, whatever you're doing today. Uh, as we preview the NFC, late, late preview, but as we talk about the NFC East, break it down, Ryan's division, Ryan's day. You love this kind of day. I know you do. Nice and sunny out. I'm reading at 75, says no wonder we're talking about the Cowboys today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, again, on YouTube, Spotify, powered by Anchor. We appreciate each and every one of you. Ryan, let's move on to the draft picks. The 2021 Cowboys draft presented by Dempsey's and Sportsland. Look, 
you, you got to love, you brought his name up, and I'll say it again, Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State, what he's done so far for this defense, he's really powered them, right? He's hyped them up, something that they were really lacking, linebacker, they're lacking corners, they're lacking free safeties, uh, strong safeties. But now all of a sudden, it usually it takes a while, you know, usually it takes a while, but all of a sudden, Ryan's just wearing a clear-cut smile on his face every day because all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like, and, and you go to bed and then you wake up and this defense is like flip script. It's like, yeah. it almost felt like they went from 32nd to top five overnight, you know? So usually you don't get that lucky, but talk about which one, and I'll let you handle it. You know, your division, uh, your team, you have Kelvin Joseph, corner out of Kentucky, Jabril Cox. I know he was a big name coming out of LSU. Which draft pick? did this Cowboys fan like the most? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it has to be Micah Parsons. I talked about him a little uh, already before coming out of Penn State. Uh, you know, Cowboys fans, we thought we were going to take Pat Sertain. It didn't end up working out. Uh, Broncos took him. But I, I think we got the better player so far. Uh, just like I said before, he can. He has so much speed. He can rush the quarterback. Uh, he really just... Uh, when the Cowboys played the Eagles on Monday night football, he went up against Lane Johnson, one of the best tackles in all of the NFL. And he was getting to Jalen Hurts. He was creating pressure. So you just love to see that if you're a Cowboys fan. And I just want to talk about some of their all season pickups because I, I think these were massive for this team. I already said his name before Dan Quinn, new defensive coordinator, former head coach of the Falcons. I think he's your, your really... opinions are always massive to me, Ryan. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear what you had to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bringing in Dan Quinn, uh, you always show him up in that Cowboys press box uh, in the game, calling the plays, managing the defense from the from the booth, and I mean, he's just calling all the right plays for this Cowboys defense right now. Uh, Cowboys defense, they finally understand the scheme. They know what they're doing. They're good communication on the field. Uh, it's, it really just all came together so quickly, like you just said. Uh, they got Malik Hooker, safety. Uh, Keanu Neal, already talked about him, linebacker, safety. Uh, and Devontae Casey from the Falcons as well. Neal and Casey coming from the Falcons, where Dan Quinn came from. So already a little bit of chemistry there, I think, helped out the Cowboys a lot. Uh, Dan Quinn knows his personnel quite well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th this defense, it's just all came together so quickly. I mean, you just love to see it. I don't know. I can't pick who's doing better. Cow uh, Cowboys offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, because he had, he did, he did suffer a lot in Atlanta and you had to feel sorry for the guy, but it's, it's just like Mike McCarthy brought the best out of Dan Quinn, like it working under him and getting this defense ready. Something that was a big question mark It hovered over Dallas for so long. And yeah, I mean, that, that you had to wonder. I mean, what was that really? I mean, of course, the players, they're out there doing all the hard work, right? But you had to wonder, is this really what was that the key piece, you know, missing to the puzzle? Dan Quinn. I mean, what was is that why? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a big part. And I, I think it gets, I think all the coaches get overlooked. Uh, it seemed like last year with the Cowboys defense, you know, it just seemed like they didn't know what they were doing on the field. They didn't know what the coverage was. They didn't know where they were supposed to be on the field. Uh, there was no communication at all. 
just when Dak went down, like I said last year in one of the episodes that we had, the team had no effort at all. They just they seemed like they didn't want to play at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it, just getting Dak back this year, everybody's mostly healthy so far. And I think it just and, depends who you're playing, right? Because sometimes if you yeah. blitz Patrick Mahomes, you know that's going to be a nightmare. Like, he does very well against the blitz. But it, I think it just depends what quarterback you're playing because the reason why I say that, I think if you're starting to notice, I think Dallas defense has started to play more cover one, if I'm not mistaken. That, that interception last week, what was it, this past Sunday against the Giants by Trayvon Diggs, he's the only corner left in the backfield. So I think what Dallas starting to do, they're starting to either fake blitz before the ball is hiked. They're starting to show blitz and then drop back. Or when you have a corner as good as Trayvon Diggs, guess what you can do? You can start using the blitz packages more and put yeah. the pressure on them quarterbacks that cannot handle the blitz that well, right? So when you're bringing corners from each side of the football or each, each side of the lot of scrimmage, guess what that does? That leaves that one top corner in that backfield, we say, we're going to dare you to throw that ball deep in the air. And if you do, it's going to Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. And I mean, he even let the wide receiver get in front of him. Uh, you know, it's, it's just that Trayvon Diggs knows that he has enough speed to catch up to the football. He just lets wide receivers think they have a couple steps on him. And, you know, you just see him come up and, and get that pick. So, yeah, I mean, it's really awesome to see Anthony Brown even got a a defensive touchdown at the end of the game when yeah. the game was already over. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th this Cowboys team's rolling right now. I, I think they're going to be hard to stop, but uh, I don't want to jinx anything. No, too. no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, no jinxes. Uh, uh, no jinxes. They, they are. It's fun, though. I already told you I'm very confident that uh, I wouldn't say this if, if I didn't think so. I'm very confident that they have the division wrapped up, you know, and it's only five games in. Uh, right now, I think the big question mark, can the defense hold up against these other elite quarterbacks? Because it's not like you're sitting here like, oh my God, Ryan, we have like 12 more games left in the playoffs. No, it's only, if, and if you, especially if you're one of the top teams, you get that first round by, you're only playing division conference, but you only play in three more weeks, three playoff games, counting the Super Bowl. That's it. So right now, I mean, Dallas, it seems like they're that close. I know they still have a lot of games left on the schedule, but are they really that close? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, you know, they just they just keep it raw. I think injuries are, are a big part uh, to, to any team because if you start, the injuries start piling up, yeah. uh, it really gets tough to just throw guys in. Uh, they, they don't have time, as much time as the starters do to get familiar with all the schemes uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it is a, a good possibility that everybody they... knows it. Everybody knows, you know, when you go into the playoffs, that's when you really get battle tested. If if you want to, yeah. if you want to show, we'll call it show off, right? If you want to show off all year, <clears throat> not not literally, but you know, if you want to win all year, um, you're, you're going to have to go up against the best, you know, in the postseason. And I think some of them maybe I don't want you to have nightmares about these guys. Now you got to promise me that you'll be able to sleep at night, but. Uh, no, like Matthew Stafford, maybe, um, who else? Maybe, I, I don't even know if Russell Wilson, man. I mean, it just, it doesn't look the same in Seattle, but, uh, not Tom Brady. I know you don't even want to hear that name. So, uh, never counting, ne never counting him out, right. Until he's walking through the tunnel and the final score is not in favor of Tampa Bay. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and Aaron Rodgers as well. I mean, as, the game's yeah. never over. With yep. you know, he, he, ten seconds on the clock, he can throw one up. They get in field goal range and win. Maybe somehow. we'll have a new look in the playoffs too from Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he'll cut his hair and and be back. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> I hope a, so. A clean cut, uh, shaved man again, huh? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> that- okay, moving on. We're taking uh, too long here. I got to stop all this talking. Uh, moving on to, we'll, we'll go ahead and go over the. Um, just look at the standings for this year, and then that's the order we'll go in for the draft. Um, Washington football team, Ryan, what did you like most about their draft? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the they only you know they didn't have a bunch of picks, but I highlighted their first two picks: Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky, uh, really a speedy guy. Uh, but it, I mean, it just seems like we've we've, we've already talked about it. Just the, the defense, Ron Rivera. Uh, head coach, he really had the, his guys rolling last year, uh, even with, with Taylor Heineke as quarterback. But it, it just seems like for some reason, there's just they don't have the spark, they don't have the energy. And I, I think it's just all of the you know, just hyping them up through the offseason. I think they were just they had the mindset they were just going to come in, it was just going to be easy for them to kind of steamroll. Uh, opposing offenses and it doesn't work like that in the NFL you don't win on paper you have to show it on the field and they just haven't showed it on the field yet yeah I I like um, uh, I I like their actually their first round pick you know you always like the first round picks you know Um, I think is is it Jameen Davis yeah Jameen Davis yeah Jameen Davis a linebacker out of Kentucky Uh, so yeah uh Again, I don't know, man. This team, I think they're, I think, really, to be honest with you, if Ryan Fitzpatrick used to tell me he was injured, is that right? Yeah, he got injured week one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that, I think this team may be, I don't want to say they'd be sitting at the top uh, because Dallas is so hot right now. But that might be the uh, team to be reckoned with as a threat to Dallas. But right now, I just feel like that they're just a whole lot of a, a mess, you know, everywhere. Uh, not to defense so much. Uh, but just uh, obviously, you know, they keep signing these veteran quarterbacks because they're having issues uh, like uh, like their fellow neighbors, you know, on the other side of the highway. And that's Baltimore. They, they've had a history of terrible history of drafting wide receivers. And it's the same thing. It seems like in Washington now they're just having trouble fighting that franchise quarterback. Yeah. And, and Fitzpatrick, he, he did start this season for Washington even though he got hurt, he's been on nine teams throughout his whole entire NFL career. Right. Uh, so that, that's I think that's more than than any other quarterback, if I'm not mistaken or, or tied. Yeah. Uh, he's just been all around the NFL. And when you have somebody like that who has the experience and Taylor Heineke, he came in last year uh, and he did good. But, you know, maybe he just didn't. He thought it was going to be easy as well. Uh, but when you don't have you know the the experience yeah uh it really it really comes back to bite you and uh just scary terry antonio gibson they have a pretty decent offensive line brandon sheriff uh you know they signed left tackle adam humphreys uh but they just haven't been been able to put all the pieces together and really just start getting on a winning streak and, and get going and uh you know it might only take one win for washington to to keep going and, and, and get hot like the Cowboys are getting. But uh, I think if, if there's one team that can challenge Dallas, uh, I think it is going to be Washington. Yeah. Moving on to the 
New York Giants, Ryan, the New York Giants. I, I'll tell you now, you're a Gators fan, and I, I'm looking over their draft um, leading up to this episode. I'm going to pick my favorite, uh, my favorite player from that draft class this year for the New York Giants. I'm going to pick wide receiver Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Yeah, I mean, and I, I wrote down another guy <clears throat> in round two, Aziz Ojolarie out of Georgia, linebacker, familiar with him out of the SEC. Yeah. SEC has so much talent every single year. Uh, but I, I've seen him a, a little bit on the game on Sunday uh, against Dallas, and he gets after the quarterback a little bit, drops back in the coverage. Uh, it's really all about athletes drafting. I, I think that's kind of the, the move a lot of NFL teams are taking to draft athletes who have a lot of speed, a lot of strength, agility, you know, all the metrics. Uh, and I, I think that's what NFL scouts are looking for. And Ojolarie and Tony have a lot of speed. Kadarius Tony, he was with Pitts and Kyle Trask uh, in, in the Florida Gators offense. Uh, saw him a lot Sunday, uh, Tony, that is, after the, the Giants suffered those injuries. I believe he had like 130 yards receiving for the Giants. So, he might be something to to keep an eye on, a player to keep an eye on moving forward for the Giants because he really is a weapon for this Giants offense. And if they don't have Saquon Barkley, uh, he's going to be one of their, their top threats. Yeah, well, they're going to be in trouble this week. I can tell you that now. The New York Giants, they have to face the 4-1 and Rams. Um, look at yeah. That. Uh, so, yeah, uh, good luck with that. Uh, but, yeah, so far, Kadarius Tony, 20 receptions on the year, 281 yards. He has not found the end zone yet, but he's averaging about 14 yards a game, Ryan. So there you have it. I mean, the sky's the limit, right, for this guy out of Florida. Uh, he's only 22 years old. So, I mean, yeah, Kadarius Tony, that's a good young, um, young wide receiver. A lot of special talent in this guy. Uh, go ahead and move on to the Philadelphia Eagles, Ryan, before we run out of time. The Philadelphia Eagles. What did you like most about that draft? And and as they're right now, they're not liking a lot about their season as they sit at one and four, or excuse me, <clears throat> actually, excuse me, it's the Giants. So we, we, we did not go in order there, Ryan. You didn't correct me. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I didn't catch that one, no. No, so it's actually, okay, <laughs> so it's actually the Giants sitting in a basement at one and four this so far this year. The Eagles are two and three tied with Washington. So, Let's go over the third place Eagles. Uh, seems like that they're having their issues in uh, Philadelphia. What'd you like about their draft? Yeah, I mean, it has to be the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. He's had a pretty good year. He's caught a couple of touchdown passes from Jalen Hurts. Uh, we've really seen the connection blossom from the two Alabama players. Uh, they, they did play together in Alabama, of course. Uh, and also they drafted another Alabama player and, and Landon Dickerson, a center. Uh, but Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson, uh, they have a pretty good offensive line and uh, in the, in the defensive line with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Yeah. Uh, but it's just for some reason, it's almost like Washington. You know, the, the Eagles have a lot of potential new head coach uh -huh. uh, and, and Jalen Hurts is a young star in this league. Uh, you know, you talk about scrambling quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts has a lot of speed, uh, but I think. You know, I think the decision making for Jalen Hurts is a big part in why he's struggling a little bit, uh, you know, missing his reads. Uh, it's going to take a little time, I think, for Jalen Hurts to kind of find a stride 
in the NFL. Maybe the Eagles need to get a, a couple more weapons, uh, you know, head, new head coach. So a couple of things the Eagles need to try to try to figure out uh, in Philadelphia before they really start getting on a roll. Yeah. Uh, one thing about Devontae Smith, again, he showed yeah, he was a showcase and a half right at, at Alabama. I mean, what he did. Uh, was incredible, of course, playing under that head coach, uh, one of the greatest of all times, if not the greatest. But, yeah, uh, that is – I just think it's going to take time for this Philadelphia team to blossom, uh, right? They have the, a lot of key pieces, in my opinion. But, again, it takes time. Um, I want to shout out to Lamar Jackson real quick on that comeback on Monday Night Football. The reason I say that is because I just think – I'm saying to myself, I'm like, Man, like Carson Wentz ended up went into hostile territory, right? On Monday Night Football this past week, he had the Eagles. I mean, excuse, yeah, the uh, Colts, mind you. He had the, he had the Colts on the verge of winning that football game, right? <clears throat> a lot of other teams. If you're the Ravens, you know, a lot of other teams would have lost that football game. Like a lot of other teams don't come back on the Colts like that it, 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 on Monday Night. I'm sorry, that's just how it is. But. You were playing the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they had the key pieces. They had their, their versatility. They, they're flexible, and they, they're starting to show you now that all of a sudden they can come back from deficits, right? And But with that said, Ryan, why I bring that up, I'm like, do you think this any part of this Eagles organization is looking like, man, like, it was it a mistake to let Carson Wentz walk? I mean, it's definitely a question you have to – you know, think about, but I don't think there is really, I think the answer is no. I think it was the right decision to move on. Uh, I think injuries were a big concern with uh, Carson Wentz. Of course, he did get hurt in the preseason. And when we went over the AFC South, I believe it is the Colts division, we weren't sure whether Carson Wentz was going to start in the, in week one, we didn't know when he was even going to come back. Uh, but he did recover in time, uh, and, and the Colts are really struggling right now. But uh, I think Carson Wentz, I mean, he was a good quarterback. We talked about it before, how he led the Eagles to that uh, 13 wins, I believe it was, and what was that, 2016. Uh, and then he went down with that injury, and Nick Foles leads him to the Super Bowl. But uh, he's definitely a good quarterback. He's shown he can get it done. Uh, but, you know, we, we say it every time we talk about him after that injury – he just hasn't found his groove and he hasn't been able to get it going and really gotten to that level that he was at. Yeah. Right now talking about who finds their groove. Uh, I'm sure the Cowboys will find the groove for the rest of, for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't see them falling out at first Ryan. So that's it. We'll wrap it up here and we'll, uh, and we'll give our takes on the division. I have the Cowboys at number one, not falling out of first for the rest of the year. Uh, right now, I'm kind of debating, Ryan. So I have the New York Giants finishing in the basement in this division. But right now, I'm kind of debating, uh, you know, not, a, not just because of the overall records of them tied right now, but that is one reason, obviously. But now I'm trying to figure out, okay, will what, the two and three Washington football team or the two and three Eagles, which one will finish in second and which one in third? Right now, uh, while we are on, I'll tell you, People are like, do, 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 do. They're waiting, you know, they're waiting. Uh, it's tough. I I like this Washington football. Chase Young, man, Chase Young. I mean, he's a stud. We talk about him all the time. 
I'll, I'll, I'll take Washington to finish in second and the Eagles in third. Yeah. I mean, that's the exact order I had to, <clears throat> like I, I said, I, I talked about how I actually thought about putting Washington in, in first place. And I, I, I was switching back and forth before the season started, but I did go with the Cowboys to make the playoffs uh, and finish first in this division. Uh, I had Washington finishing in second, uh, Philadelphia third, and the Giants fourth. But we didn't really talk about Washington's defensive line. Chase Young, like you mentioned, he's a beast. Jonathan Allen, big defensive tackle. Montez Sweat, you know, he's such an amazing player with a lot of yeah. speed as well. Uh, and just they really haven't gotten a ton of pressure like we expected on the quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think hopefully Dallas can stay in first. Hopefully – they can keep it going, but uh, I'm going to stay humble and uh, j just enjoy the ride. Well, you stay humble and enjoy the ride, but as we come up on this weekend with Halloween approaching, this has been a presentation of Listen Up, the NFC East, presented by Dempsey's in Sportsland. Ryan, you're looking well in that cowboy shirt, bud. <laughs> we'll see you.